You are listening to Grit and Grace. My name is Taverly, and I am here for deep soul level conversations and connections about spirituality to step into a deeper understanding of what lies on the other side of the veil. As a social impact entrepreneur, founder of the Moon Temple Mystery School, high priestess and ritualist, I am shining a light on walking the awakening path and how it weaves into our daily lives. I invite you to take a deep breath, leave what you know at the door, and step into the mysteries with me. Welcome back to another episode of Grit and Grace. Today, I have an amazing guest with me. Her name is Julia Griffin, and she sees and reads energy and finds a resonance with anyone's soul. She is internationally known as helping others find their own true self. She is an alchemist, an astrologer, an herbalist, and a Reiki master. And if you follow me at all on moontempleschool.com, you'll see that the amazing blogs that come out twice a month are actually created by Julia, and we love them. And she communicates with plants and animals. And one thing that I find so fascinating that we're going to definitely talk about today is that she has lived with wolves for nine years. And it's such it's such an amazing energy that Julia brings to all of the work that she does. So Julia, thank you for being with me today. Oh, I'm thrilled to be with you. I know we're going to have a great conversation. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, and I know you you do a lot of these types of discussions because you also host um, a radio show on Transformation Talk Radio. So you're used to using your voice as an activation tool. (laughs) I am accustomed to it, yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking that it would be good for us to start a little bit. Of course, I want to talk about the wolves. I want to start with the wolves. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Um, how, How did that come about in your life, to have the opportunity to live in that type of experiential wisdom of animals? Well, I am so lucky because it started in such an amazing way that I could not ignore it. Um, My children were small then and my husband was off with them. And I thought, I'll go upstairs and write for a while. And I kept hearing a wolf howl. And if I could close my eyes, it was like a white wolf, like a dream sequence. And it went on all night long. And my husband heard it once, and he said, boy, that's scary. I'm going back to sleep. So the next day, I was just, like, overwhelmed by it. And then on the next moon, the full moon, I met two real wolves. And I thought that I was afraid of them because of, you know, it was scary feeling like you're living alone in the woods and there's a big wolf howling underneath your window, right? So anyway, when I saw them, it was like the most amazing feeling I mean, I immediately felt like 10 times more alive. And I couldn't believe that, but I went in the pen with them. And the male was not even tame. And he came up to me, and I felt a little bit afraid. And I said, Lobo, I know you want me in here with you. But if I come in, then you have to be good. And he just sat perfectly and looked right in my eyes. And by the time we got home, the wolves were sending me information. I was an herbalist, and they started showing me where on the mountain these herbs were. Who was going to call me on the phone? They shared creation myths with me. And this is all like in a two-week period, right? Mm. So I'm just blown away. Oh, they showed me how they could get to my house through the woods, and they were about 10 miles away. And that was amazing because I could see they were right and feel they were right. And so then I found out that they had to go to a new home, and I wanted to say goodbye to them. And I met this police detective who became one of my best friends. She actually had about 12 wolves, and she took them home with her. And she said, 
you don't have to say goodbye. You can come over anytime you want and see them. So we followed her there. And she had these two amazing silver wolves, Liesl and Sheba. And they came in the house and took care of my children and sat by our chair and were almost like people. So then I go back by myself and she's like, oh, you're pretty good with the wolves. You just go out there with those. And there are like eight of them, big and a pen. And she said, as long as you're not really scared, you'll be fine. And I remember thinking, but I am really scared. Mm. <laughs> That's a lot of wolves. But when I went out there, they walked with me. And they sent me energy, and I could feel they wanted me. So I started seeing them at least once a week, usually a whole day, and more and more and more. And then finally, a couple years later, I actually took one of the wolves from the first two I met, Maya, and she lived with me for quite some time. But during this period, they completely activated my psychic ability. They taught me Mm -hmm. how to read animals, how to read people, what the universe thought about things, how there's this brilliant light when you're aligned with your soul, and how there is like darkness or blocks or clouds wherever we're blocked. And I want to say we're all blocked in some place or we could manifest everything right now, right? So going through our blocks and learning how the light of our soul feels and how that energy feels, that's an evolutionary process that we're all here for. And the wolves wanted to help me and help other people with it. They think it's our time step back into our power. Wow. That is absolutely fascinating. <laughs> and was was that the first like experience you had in communicating with animals like that? Was it was the wolves your so they were your big activator? They were my big activator. I'd always been intuitive, dreamed of the future, knew when things were going to happen. Um, I had a pet deer, pet birds, lots of wild animals. I always wanted to hear what animals were saying. That was like one of the greatest wishes of my childhood. Mm-hmm. But um Nothing like that. You know, where in a year you're hearing plants, animals, and five years later I could hear the thoughts of people very actively. I wondered for a long time, why did it take so long with people? Well, the answer is obvious. Most people think negative things. Like if I'm at the grocery store, people are not thinking happy thoughts. So you have to get a certain amount of psychic power before you can hear people all the time because you've Mm -hmm. got to be able to block what you don't want to bring in. Mm -hmm. Animals, plants, pretty pure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a giant awakening. Yeah, that's that's absolutely incredible. And I, I think that there is something really powerful in the way that you're describing it, because you also had to be in perfect timing to be able to receive the information, like even if you had a level of fear, because I think that when we go through spiritual stages you know, there is a healthy amount of fear of the unknown, but yet you were still surrendered because you couldn't have received the information if you hadn't surrendered to the fact that this was something really magical that was a part of your own soul's calling. Definitely. And I went through a whole lot of tests with that. I mean, you know, for, at first you don't even, are not even sure that what you're hearing is correct. And the more you walk on the spiritual path, the more tests you go through. I mean, part of what I went through was I ended up getting a divorce um, I had two kids pretty much on my own and a wolf. And um, I had several jobs that I didn't like, but I did to take care of my children. But all through it, I continued to study spiritual things. I continued to, well, I started doing readings, and that was huge because you have to believe you're right to begin mm-hmm. to do readings. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, I quit my job and it just took off. 
Yeah, which is what you do now. You do like a full package transformational work w- with people when they come to you. So they're not just getting a reading. They're getting a reading, a healing, an activation. They're getting basically what you have to give them, which is you showing up in the moment of what they need. Exactly. And trying to move up to the next vibrational level on the soul level. Because even if you can't do it yet, when you feel it, it feels so good. It feels like a relief. And then you go like, oh, that's where I go next, which is something that the wolves were always doing for me in my moments of despair. Because we all have moments of despair. Yes. And what an amazing gift. And I want to talk about that despair piece for a moment, because I believe that there's, we're skipping a step in spiritual practices if we are not acknowledging the fact that we're still human. So we're still having like regular emotions, like we're here to experience the regular emotions. And it's not always easy, yet you can still experience both, you know, high spiritual alignment and deep connection to your shadow side. It's, it's possible. Oh, it's definitely possible when I go through it. I'm an emotional girl. It is nothing for me to cry or be overcome by fear or go, oh, my God, what am I going to do? The difference is that with the work I'm doing, it's not as intense or I know that it's not going to last as long. You know, I know I'm going to get through the wall, but I definitely feel that. And I may always feel it, but it's okay. It's part of what happens. And another piece that people leave out is what's called oscillation. When you're going to a higher level, And you feel like you're getting there. You go back and forth between the level you were on and the Mm. level you're going to. And it can feel a little bipolar. Would that be a good way to say it? Mm -hmm. But you can handle it. One way to handle it is to go into your heart chakra because you're balanced in that part of your being. It's the center of your chakra system. I'm not going to say it's easy, but I'm going to say it's so much more fun and exciting and fulfilling than regular life. Right. It's magical. It is magical and wild and magical. Yeah. I like the way that you described oscillating because you're describing the fact that when you're up leveling, no matter where, when or how, that you are still getting used to where you're going and where you're at. And that process to me requires time. It's integration and time. Like we, we can't force these steps to happen fast. I mean, sometimes they happen for people. You're describing your own situation being activated by your experience with the wolves. And sometimes people experience it randomly, like trauma, right? Like massive trauma right. can create a different change. But I do like owning the idea that we can kind of bounce or hover between the two, right? Every every time we up-level, there's the opportunity to go a little higher and yet still stay grounded in what you knew. And and maybe that makes it a more gentle experience. I think it does. I think we also have a part of us that's not ready to give up our idea of the comfort zone Mm -hmm. or what makes us feel safe. And sometimes you have to oscillate for a while until you get to the point of like, oh, I don't care. I'll just do anything to get to this next level. And if that's a year or two years, that's okay. It's way better than staying the same. Yeah, that's like the truth. Like, boom, we could just drop the mics now and be done. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) It takes time and that we hold on to the older versions of ourselves because it's comforting. And I think that that happens in every aspect in life, which I'm sure you see a lot of in the people that you work with. Like, it's not just one part of your spiritual path that that happens with. It's everything, relationships, job, change, everything, Everything. It goes around in a circle. We've got our body. We've got our career. We've got our spirituality. We've got our prosperity. And we've got our loving relationships. And they all go up and down. Now, here's the interesting thing about mastering a phase of oscillation is that you have tools the next time you go through it. Mm. Like, say you master that with prosperity to some degree. You can go, oh, I'm thinking negative thoughts, like more bills than money. 
But if I start focusing on more money and I feel really good about it and I think about how I love to do what I do and how good it feels when money flows in, you just change the vibration. So you develop vibratory tools. Mm. Yeah. Is that a common is that a common issue that people come to you with is ma- how to manifest and building abundance in their life? Is that a, like a typical session around that? Um, for some people, not. It's just always a fun thing to do. I mean, everybody would probably like to see if they can't manifest an extra thousand or ten thousand dollars in a few weeks. Right. It's fun, and it shows you how you can use your energy. Mm-hmm. But you could do the same thing with the love. Like you could say, "I'm opening up to love." I'm a beautiful person. I can see my light and I deserve opportunities. I deserve love from other people. I deserve this goodness that comes from the universe. I express love. I give away my energy. I want it to come into me. I'm opening for that generosity from the universe. And that love will manifest in some way. For example, last week I just did that for a few minutes because I had a lonely time. We all feel lonely sometimes. And I talked to two of my friends I hadn't talked to in 10 years. And the first thing I thought is, these are the most wonderful people. And they love me, and it's been so long, and it's just the most fabulous feeling. And that was just opening myself up for five minutes. Yeah, I'm curious. Do you spend, do you spend your time when you feel tired or out of alignment doing the rituals and practices that you teach others? Or are you, are you the kind that already has that built so much in your day-to-day that it's natural for you? It's very natural for me. Like I'll give you a simple example everyone can use. When I feel anxiety, I know the light blue light. You know, like if you're taking a class, I'd tell you why and teach it to you. But you can imagine that your entire room is light blue. And there's light blue light around you. And it immediately calms the nervous system. So I'll just go like, I'm sending light blue light to me, to the room, (laughs) to this problem. And in about five or ten minutes, it will calm down. But I'm like everyone. I have things that happen that just sort of fry my nervous system. Mm -hmm. And if I call my friends, that because I've taught them a lot of the things I do because I need someone to work on me sometimes. They'll say, oh, well, hey, what about this exercise or that exercise? I love it. We love it. Go, they yeah, help. that's a great idea. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for reminding Making me of me what blush. I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. So how did you get into, how did astrology come into the mix? I have just always been interested in it. And um, I started learning it. I think I was 18 when I started learning about it. But it was just to look at people's charts. And when everything started changing so much around 2009, I started mm-hmm. studying why does it feel this way and what is the influence from the planet. And the interesting thing that I see about it is sometimes everybody feels it. Sometimes it affects um, people with different consciousnesses in different ways. For example, we're talking, you know, it's pretty much the day of the solar eclipse. It feels good to us, to you and to me. It's expanding, but that's not true for everyone. Some people probably feel confused or frustrated or upset. Right. Right. I, I love that you just said that because we talked before we started recording about 
and we're going to go into that. I'm going to ask about that in a moment, about how we're all collectively experiencing what's happening in the world very differently right now. And to me, this new moon, this solar eclipse, wow, it woke me up in the middle of the (laughs) night with such an extreme amount of gratitude. Like people are like on different struggles and issues going on. I'm like, wow, I am flying high. Like I am in such a place of gratitude and I can feel the energy shifting between me and this lunar energy. And I'm like, I wonder... I wonder, for those that are not aligned or doing the work, how this is impacting them. I know. Yeah. I agree with you. I imagine a lot of them are tired. That's what comes to my mind when you said it. Like a lot yeah. of people are probably having to take a day off and rest. Yeah. Which is, which is okay. Everybody's at different stages at different times. And if you're listening to the show, obviously it matters to you where you're at today. <laughs> if you're listening <laughs> exactly. to Grit and Grace and Julie and I talking, you, you are probably on some sort of alignment path of your own or doing the work or feeling the call to do the work. So I love the astrology piece and thank you for sharing that because I do love your astrology reports. I like how it's really grounded in truth and we, you know, we love having, you know, your reports on our website. So thank you for always oh, being welcome. so graciously open and sharing. And so I have a couple of deeper level questions, but I want to talk sure. a little bit about your transformational talk radio show. First of all, let's tell people how they can find it. And I'll put that a link to that in the show notes. They can actually go to my website, One True Self, O-N-E, TrueSelf.com. And on the home page, which is where you'll, you will be, it says um, my radio show. And if you click on that link, you can hear all my shows. You can replay them. You can download them. And there are plenty of them there. Yeah. Wonderful. So how do you, do you do a lot of interviews or do you focus on just sharing your knowledge? Um, sometimes I'll do two interviews a month. Sometimes... I'll do one that's just my talking about the wolves and how their energy works and shortcuts. Like I did one on just shortcuts, like how to fold time so you're not late, how to pull things into you, you know, fun things. Because I think that being on the spiritual path is not always easy, but it's so fun when you can do things like that. Yeah. And it's so fun when you can wish something really beautiful for like a friend or somebody you love. And it shows up for them because the return of the energy is just great. You know, like one of my favorite things to do, and I didn't go out today because it, it wouldn't take, so I figured it was supposed to stay here. But it's to visualize that there's no traffic. Everybody's in a great mood. They open up lines for me wherever I buy something. Everything goes fast, and I return home with great energy. And it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's really stepping into the power of flow. It's choosing flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to ask you this question, and um, I know I didn't fully answer the question about Transformation Talk Radio. We'll come back to that. But okay. how, do, how do you see these two polarity questions that come up a lot between surrendering to the way the universe wants you to live, your path, God, goddess, universe, whatever you want to call it, source, versus creating your own intentions to bend your path to the way that you wish it to be? How do you see those two sitting within the consciousness realm? I'm going to use my own experience with this because I talked about earlier that I ended up getting a divorce after I met the wolves. I would always say, fix my relationship with Michael, and they would just die laughing. And I'm Mm. like, well, why is that funny? You know, I mean, I care about him. Why is that funny? And then later on, they showed me that it was absolutely not on my path, Mm. you know, that it was not on the path of my soul. So we couldn't change that. But we changed lots of things. I mean, they taught me how to manifest small amounts of money. They helped me get a house when I, after I was divorced. 
you know, all kinds of things. They taught me how to become a better healer. Um, so they helped me with most of what I wanted, but they couldn't do all of it. So let's say I'm going, I think that when we want something, let's start with trying to manifest it. And let's see what happens if you try to align with that. Sometimes the universe will alter it. So you get what you want. Say, say I've dreamed up the world's most beautiful little black dress. Well, maybe I saw lace on it and they saw it as very classic and fitted. Mm. You'd end up with a classic and fitted, but you'd be happy with it. Right. So we have that. And I think that any time they make us flow around something or you have to surrender, it's because there's something better or because it doesn't fit with what your soul wants. Yeah. But trying to manifest it is going to teach you if it's a good fit, if it's an alignment. Sometimes you have to do work to make something manifest. Right. Right. Sometimes you have to change yourself and become another person. Like I pretty much had to become a developed psychic to leave my ex-husband for whatever reason. I had to become a better psychic to quit my job. It didn't yeah. happen all at once. So there are steps, there are action steps, there are changes that you have to make, and those are not easy. We usually have to get through fear. And then if something is really not in alignment with your soul, the universe will eventually show you what is. Yeah. Good points. I, th I think it's really important to acknowledge that the way you're talking about steps is that sometimes we have to do something in order to get to the manifestation. So I, I use my podcast as an example, because when I first tried to launch my show, it was, I, I was just so interesting to me how it rolled out with potentially having partners and then no partners. And then I had some loaned equipment that I learned how to use and then it all died. And, mm -hmm. and then I just, and then I struggled with this piece. And then all of a sudden this podcast master came into my life and taught me a bunch of things. And then I still didn't get my show launched. There was another glitch. And then all of a sudden this podcast contest came up that I applied to and won. And I could have never participated in that podcast contest if I had not gone through all of those things that I learned, like the six months of time. Right. But I knew in my body I was still supposed to be doing this. And I, I wanted it. I didn't necessarily manifest it. I surrendered to it. But mm -hmm. what I do feel like I manifested was the idea that there was a way to get it out to a large audience. And um, it was really wild to me to, in reflection, look back at how each one of those steps gave me what I needed for the next phase. And so I love that you, you're discussing it in that way because it's, you know, it's not an A to Z uh, right no. away. Yeah. And it's not always logical the way that you move around in it. Right. I mean, who ever heard of a mother of small children becoming a psychic so she could leave her husband and have a regular job? And lives with wolves <laughs> and, ha and yeah, has a wolf. I know. <laughs> you would have never forecasted that in, no, in your life. No, never. <laughs> None of us would have. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that you're saying that there's a combination of the two, like your soul's path and your human desires. Sometimes they're in conflict and sometimes not. I think that when, you know, and I'll, I'll ask you this, if your soul path is in disalignment with your human wants, a lot of that can be pulling up what? Ego, past life experiences, patterning, mm -hmm. or what? Do you, how yeah, do you look at that? it can make you go through a huge clearing. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I left this part out very conveniently. But when I got so I could manifest pretty well, I realized I was still unhappy about all the same things. I still had the same worries. I still had the same fears. So then the next part of my lessons or my path was that I took a lot of classes on learning how to clear. And they didn't do that much. But I met someone, and she was quite skilled at clearing. 
and we were looking at the book and she said, yeah, I have an intuition. She said, muscle test and see what you can do with this. this. And I said, it's showing me do four steps out of 22. And she said, try it. So I did it. She's like, that cleared me. She said, now see what page it takes you to. And I said, but I haven't studied any of this. And she said, you don't have to. She said, just choose something and do it and let's see what happens. And that was when we figured out that I could do things very, very quickly and creatively. I needed the background, which I have because I studied a lot to do it. But at the appropriate time, I can say clear and delete and it just goes. Yeah, beautiful. I'm sure that the people you work with appreciate you having that skill. (laughs) But you can't do it until a person is ready. I mean, you know, I would love to just clear and delete everything in me that's not in perfect resonance, but it is a process. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all that. That's super important. So let's talk a little bit about what's happening in the collective right now. Like in the last couple of years, you know, and I, 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 I don't use the pandemic word. I don't say that word. I say that we have been through a massive stage of reprogramming in the last year that came through something that caused us all to reevaluate our lives. And yet here we are, right, in the middle of 2021, (laughs) and we are still in the midst of rapid transformation. So I would love to hear from you, like, what you've seen on your side and what's happening planetarily and, and how and maybe what you see where we're going. The first thing I would say is that we are definitely like moving into a period of change, which is so exciting to me after a year of Groundhog Day, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have the opportunity to begin to move on our soul's path again and to activate that in the physical world. Now, one thing that we're all moving through, and I'm sure everybody feels this way, I'll have two or three days a week that I'm absolutely on. You know, I can go back to the Julia who did so much so quickly And then I'll have another day that I'm back in the 2020 fog. And so I've learned just to do simple things on those days. Um, I've learned to do more yoga, more meditation, to do things like reconnect with people that I work with on different levels, Um, to do what some people might call busy work. But say, for example, I've written something, I would put it up on my blog, things like that. I've learned to make different types of use of my time. The other thing is, personally, I really don't want to go back into the world of distraction. I'm not interested in it. I might be for a few weeks out of the year, but right now it doesn't appeal to me. And that's okay. You know, I think a lot of us have found out how nice it is to be with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do think we're going through this massive period of change, you know, the procession of ages, turning of the ages from Pisces to Aquarius. And we've got to learn how to work as a collective because this is the collective initiation because it's an Aquarius. And all of us have different gifts, different talents, different ways of expressing ourselves, different ways of seeing beauty. So I'll give you an example of that. Say you're in a garden with someone else or several other people who can really see beauty. It's heightened by everybody's group way of seeing. Mm -hmm. And you'll remember that later as, wow, what a beautiful day. But it was your collective experience that Mm. took you up higher. And that's what we're all trying to learn to do right now. So do you feel like you and I are catalysts to help others get into that collective energy through the work that we do? Definitely. We definitely are. Because it goes out wider than just who we are. And as we evolve, we put out those vibrations. In other words, it's like going through the woods with a machete. You've cut a path. Other people can take that path. Mm-hmm. 
And how about the upgrades that are happening? Um, I feel like this is happening not just to me, but I can feel it happening with people around me and people that I work with often. And yet I don't necessarily always have the exact language to express how powerful it is when you surrender to the activation, because that means a part of you needs to go. Like there's something that needs to be shed in order for you to have space to imprint something new. Um, And how do you help people navigate that? I would say the first thing is that probably if you're on the spiritual path, you're shedding it, whether you like it or not. Yeah. You're losing some of it right now anyway. Um, I do think that soon it's going to be possible to do a lot more with our visualization and our desires and, it's not going to be quite as heavy or take as long to get there. And I'm really excited about that. I also feel like there's some new maps of consciousness that are coming, some new ways of navigating through life, which are much more magical. I know occasionally I have seen like 10 layers of different consciousness on, our, on the earth plane. And right now we're in one of the densest. Mm-hmm. But those other planes are so magical And I think that it will be possible for people who are awake or awakening to get up to that next level where you can just think and imagine something and it happens much more quickly if you're in alignment with it. It's not all the frustration. That's what I feel is coming. Yeah, I totally am with you there. And and I love the way that you just described the dense energy because I do feel like we're shedding that or those of us that are doing this type of work are shedding that dense energy a little bit more every day. Sure, and it's on so many levels. I mean, to me, we're doing it on an ancestral level. I've noticed Mm. that I can sort of feel like the heaviness of my family falling away and more of the love from the people who've gone before me. Um, We're doing it on our own soul level. You know, we're beginning to see ourselves more clearly. I think people are learning how to have different emotional responses. I say this because my students write and say, how can I say this in a good way? Instead of it used to be in the past, I'm angry, I'm just going to tell them to F off. I'm like, no, don't do that. Um, But, you know, or how if I really care about this person, what's the right way of saying it? That's saying, how can I talk from my heart? I mean, that's big stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely is. And um, do you foresee that we're going to start creating an increase in how our spiritual gifts are activated, meaning there, I think that there are possibly very higher levels of gifts that we, even those of us that work in the field, haven't tapped into yet that could be coming online at a more rapid pace, like different type of um, mental communication, right? Intuitive communication, which we do, but at a different level, a more conscious level, like choosing to have communication that's outside of just using words. Right. Oh, definitely. And I think it will become very clear. And it's already getting closer because, you know, for those of us who are awake, if you get a text from someone, you can go like, bad mood, tired. (laughs) You didn't mean it. They love me. And I'm just like, all it says is one or two words. It's so funny. And I think that all the time, if people knew what they were transmitting, they would be a lot more careful. Yeah. I actually see it on social media a lot. I can see a single social media post. Oftentimes, that's what makes me stop looking at social media is I'll feel somebody's energy when they posted that. And I'm like, oh, nope, not for me today. I don't want that energy (laughs) today. And that keeps me off of a lot of things that would normally distract us, as you were talking about, is understanding that the energy that's coming at us from a lot of directions is not conducive to our own personal growth. Right. Because here's the thing, and this is just so basic, and then I'll go back to your question. When your vibes are high, when your vibrations are high from meditating, from being joyful, for feeling positive, from loving people, 
you are opening up to the quantum field. The quantum field loves high vibrations, and it will make good things happen for you. Fear and worry go the other way. All right, that's vibes. Now, here's the other thing. I agree with you. I think we may have some really hidden psychic spiritual abilities that may come to light, even probably even now in the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I'm right because it's been an overcast day and lights just flooding in through the window. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel that in you um, very much, mm-hmm. which is, I think, part of the reason why I connected with you in the way that you were writing your, um, your blogs, which is how I found you originally. And you know that right. that was almost a year ago. I do now. <laughs> yeah, like I was thinking, I wonder, I'm going to go look back at my first email because I bet you it's like a year this time, like a year ago this month. That right. would be that'd be wild. I do think that um, we're reading energy so much faster. It's And I like the idea that you do things like um, time weaving because that time and space are not a reality when we're tapped in. It's a no. human, like it's a, like time is a human thing. It's a ru- human rule we put in. It's not a spiritual, right. energetic or galactic rule. You know, nobody, nobody cares about and, your and human time. <laughs> and parts of it, some of the negative parts can actually be erased. I can't do the huge parts. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? When the planet really fell apart, but everybody can erase small things like an argument instead of playing it over and over in your head. Send light blue light to it and start to have it erase. Because it's just mm. particles anyway, right? Yeah, just particles. I say that because we're the only beings that we know of right now that can go back in the past and relive the past. And it actually is like it's today because we can bring those same emotions up. If we can do that, we can also release it and choose to not go back into that place. How about we go into the forward vision of the future and hold the energy of what we choose to see and allow that to replace what happened? Like it's energy, bringing in energy from different sources and different times and realities. Sure, because on a quantum level, we all have three or four very happy, very wonderful parallel lifetimes. Why mm. not pull in that energy? I love it. Julia, I love it. I think you're amazing. So tell <laughs> people they can go to, well, they can find everything at onetrueself.com pretty mm-hmm. much, right? Everything. Everything's O-N-E there. True self. Yeah. Individual readings. And don't you have a new class coming up soon? I you're do. I class. have an awakening class that will start in July. It is for people who want to go very fast. We do three hours of classes each month. I share some of my secrets, like how to fold time. Uh, But what we're mainly talking about is manifesting. We're talking about your heart. So we're talking about moving into a place of love, increasing your intuition, your awareness, and getting through those blocks that we talked about earlier. Because you've got to get through the blocks to get through the really wonderful stuff. And you do have access to me. If you take the class, you can email me, you get a certain amount of readings with me, and you can ask me for a wave. I can actually send you energy and lift you up pretty easily. I love it. Well, thank you for offering this amazing work that you're offering to the communities and for being a part of our community. I think that it's you're going to continue to do great stuff, and we're going to track it here on Grit and Grace. We're going to have okay. you back, and maybe at the end of the year, we'll see what kind of new ways of communication and gifts that you've brought online, because I know that the more that we as teachers bring things online, it carries down to those that we work with our own energy does. Okay, Julia, thank you so much. I'm going to put all of the links in the show notes. So anyone who wants to find out more about how to work with Julia um, at OneTrueSelf.com or even finding out her amazing new awakening class, I'm going to put those in the notes for you. And as always, feel free to share the show if you've enjoyed it or if you would like to introduce one of your friends or your family members to Julia or to myself, we would love to have the referral. Thank you for listening and we will be back. Thank you for joining us today. 
on any of your favorite listening apps, we would really appreciate a rating and review. And if you're looking for more information, make sure that you go to moontempleschool.com and you can find us there. 